Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in as we talk with leaders in our community. Give Big 2022 is underway, and today I am talking with Nancy Long from 501 Commons. Welcome, Nancy. I am so excited about Give Big 2022. What is different this year? Well, what is different this year is I think that there's an opportunity for donors to think more broadly about what their interests and their causes are. We've all been very focused on the impact of the pandemic, some serious impacts on our communities. But there is an opportunity, I think, this year for people to think more broadly and more hopefully about what they want to see in their community and the way in which nonprofits are helping bring us you know, hope, uh, continued improvement in our health and happiness in our communities. So Give Big is one day, but it's actually ongoing, right? They, people can start now. So early giving starts on Tuesday, April 19th. And then we have two days that are the major giving days, the days when uh, there's a lot of emphasis on uh, activating donors and people talking to friends, family, and colleagues to encourage them to give. And that is May 3rd and 4th. So if somebody is going, what is Give Big? (laughs) What would you like to tell them? Give Big is Washington State's largest community philanthropy day. So it's a giving day when everyone in our community can give to nonprofits that are benefiting their family, their community, and our state. There are more than 1,600 nonprofits that participate in Give Big. So people have a lot of choice. It's a lot of fun to go to the website and review the information that's on uh, each organization's profile page and learn a little bit about organizations. And many people will go to the website to give to an organization they know well and then wind up shopping as we all do when we're shopping online and finding other causes and other organizations they're excited about and giving to those uh, organizations too. But it's a time when by giving together, we all give big. What is the website? Find out about donating to nonprofits in your community. You go to wagives.org. It's W-A-G-I-V-E-S.org. And more than 1,600 nonprofits will be listed on that site. And you can visit the profile pages for each organization. You may also get sent to that site. If you're in communication with nonprofits, they'll let you know about their pages on the, on the website. And you may have friends or family, or you may want to be one of the people who does a peer-to-peer campaign. And you actually fundraise on behalf of the organizations that are available uh, on the website. Lots of ways to get involved. You don't have to give a lot of money. It's by giving together that we give big. And so small donations are welcome and very much appreciated. Can you say a little more about the peer-to-peer? A peer-to-peer fundraising is uh, where someone creates a page on wadgives.org website where they fundraise on behalf of an organization they care about, maybe an organization they've seen some benefit from or an organization where they're just aware of the good work that the organization's doing. And you can create your own fundraising page and you can send that page to your friends, family, and colleagues and ask them to join you in contributing to that organization. So it's a way for people to get directly involved, to directly create a fundraising page on the website to benefit an organization that is uh, participating in GiveBig. We expect over 1,600 organizations to participate. 
Those are organizations all across Washington, organizations that are associated with all types of issues that we depend on nonprofits to address in our community. So they may be environmental organizations, organizations helping animals, maintaining parks and open space, human service organizations, housing organizations that make sure that the 30% of our population that is food insecure has access to healthy food. A lot of different issues, pretty much everything you can think about (laughs) that (laughs) needs doing in our society. There's an organization hard at work trying to improve things for, for our community and for others. What I love about Give Big is that it is local. And often when there's a tragedy or when there's something that happens, we see these global organizations. But this seems like a real vital way to give back to our community, which I'm sure has suffered during COVID. One thing we know about most of the nonprofits is all of their fundraisers, they had to pivot, do a different type of fundraiser because of COVID. And so they're probably still not back on their feet. That's definitely true, Lori. I appreciate that you're aware of that. Nonprofits have had to do their work differently and in many cases do different work to meet the needs of our community. And uh, that has left them in many cases very cash strapped. One of the great things about Give Big is that it is mid-year funding and it's general um, unrestricted funding unless the nonprofit is restricting the fundraising for a particular purpose. And so it allows nonprofits to do what they need to do um, to benefit the community. And sometimes that's very different than what they were doing before COVID. I think the main thing that I want people to appreciate about Give Big is that it really gives us all a moment when we can be directly involved in doing good for our community, doing that at at a scale that fits each of our lives. So there's no one way to participate in Give Big. There are lots of ways to participate as a donor. You can work with uh, a lot of different organizations, or you can give exclusively to one organization or one cause uh, that you care about. So it's very much something that you can shape in a way that's meaningful to you. There's been studies, Lori, that indicate that when we are generous with our time and our money when we give as volunteers or when we donate, it actually makes us happier. Yes, it benefits other people, but we are also benefiting ourselves directly when we are engaging in these uh, activities. You also have the option to volunteer on the website. You can indicate that you'd like to volunteer with your organization. And some organizations may be promoting events, either online or in-person events, that people can join as well. So it's a great place to get connected to the community and to find some real positivity in our lives and a way to have a positive impact on others. Often it's when we feel like we don't have anything that we do scrape and save and give a little. We have seen on Facebook on people's birthdays how they pick an organization to donate to. And to me, this feels like this is local in what an impact you as a peer could have if you picked one of these organizations that maybe have helped you or you just seem to like, maybe you're an animal lover and it's an animal and you get on Facebook and you promote it, you do the peer-to-peer, you could increase that organization's income or giving by a huge amount just by being present and showing up and sharing 
doing what you do on social media, it feels like there's no better time than now to help support an organization, not only out of your pocket, but encouraging your friends and family to support them as well. You know, Lori, we probably all have people that when we think about we haven't connected with during the last couple of years. What a great excuse to reach out to that friend that you haven't connected with in a while and say, hey, I'm involved with this organization in my community that I think is doing great work and I'm making a donation to them that is within my means uh, during this time. And I want to encourage you to join me and be involved in this organization as well. And it, when I was thinking about people I care about, who I know care about this cause, I thought of you. And so I'm reaching out to ask you to join me. It's a great excuse for making some contact with folks that we might have sort of lost uh, touch with, as well as our friends and family who we see on a regular basis. What about matching funds? Many businesses uh, provide matching funds for their employees' donations. So just check with your company and see if your company does provide a match. You can indicate that on the website and we will send you a little reminder after Give Big is done to encourage you to complete the paperwork through your business to get those matching funds sent to match your donation to the nonprofit that you choose. It's also possible to get employers or your, your company or your business uh, where you work to allow you to do a little promotion within your company to encourage other people to get, be active in that way. Even if the company doesn't match the donations, they may be willing to let you encourage others to participate. Nonprofits also often have donors, particularly board members, who step forward to provide matching grants. So that when somebody gives to that nonprofit, their dollar gets matched by another dollar that has been raised from private donors or from people involved with the organization. And you can easily see on the website where you can double your money essentially by making a donation that becomes matched by money that the nonprofit has raised and help that nonprofit reach that match and unlock that match so that they get that money as well as your donation. So that's a, that's a fun way to engage as well. I just heard our afternoon guy share a story about a kid who wanted to help some organization. I think it had to do with animals and went and set up a lemonade stand. And I think what a great way to start to teach our kids. If you are a youth leader or a Sunday school teacher or any kind of club leader, what a great way to teach kids how to give in a way where it's all set up. Our legitimate companies, we know the money is going to be used legitimately. So what a great way to show kids how to find a great resource and a great way to give. Absolutely. You know, uh, kids, uh, you mentioned animals. Kids are often very excited about different causes with animals, whether that's family pets like cats and dogs or uh, wolves or chimpanzees or um uh, animals that they have encountered when they were out hiking in the in the forest. And there are nonprofit organizations that are working on all of those animal causes. So a fun thing to do with uh, kids would be to introduce them to those organizations. There's a chimpanzee sanctuary in Cleelum, Washington. There's Wolf Haven. There's organizations that um, humane societies that uh, and paws that benefit uh, animals uh, in our pet families and sometimes um, wild uh, animals as well. So that would be a that would be one way to engage kids. Uh, there may be kids who 
see homeless people in their community and are worried about that and concerned about that and to um, identify for them organizations that are um, helping uh, homeless people find housing and um, uh, better uh, circumstances uh, might give them a sense of, of um, appreciation and hopefulness around those problems being solved uh, in our community that otherwise they may think nobody cares and nobody is doing anything to help people. Uh, so I, I, I think that's a wonderful idea to incorporate giving during Give Big in with educating your children or children in your lives about what's going on in the, in the community and about different issues in the community how they can help address those issues. I'm visiting with Nancy Long, the executive director of 501 Commons, the nonprofit that is producing Give Big. And 2022 Give Big is underway as of Tuesday. Everyone can visit www.wagives.org and find causes to champion. And I just want to encourage people to give. It does not matter whether your donation is large or small. It's by giving together that we give big. What if we gave up a latte a week to support something in our community? Last year, we raised $17.4 million in online donations, Daft and IRA accounts, and matching grants from companies, matching funds that nonprofits raised. And and so forth. And so just think about how all of these folks came together in order to make that happen. And you can be one of those people. There were 32,000 people who donated last year, and you can be that one of those people who steps uh, forward and and makes a donation, and that adds up. It seems like um, a lot of money, but it's a lot of money given by a lot of people, and you can be one of those uh, one of those people. So go to the webpage, check it out. Absolutely, Lori. A lot that we can learn about what's going on in our community and a lot of ways that we can be involved in helping. And helping feels a lot better than not helping. It's good for us. At the same time, it's good for our community. So I encourage everybody to find your way of getting involved. Talk to others about it to be a messenger uh, for positive change in your community support the very hardworking organizations that are, are out there every single day doing things that make all of our lives better. Thank you so much again, Nancy Long, the executive director of 501 Commons. It's the nonprofit producing Give Big and 2022 is underway. And I'll have you say the website one more time, Nancy. Wagives.org. W-A-G-I-V-E-S. And thank you so much. And I'm wishing you the best of luck and the the biggest amount of money this year that there ever has been. And continuing with Give Big 2022, Diana Goodrich with Chimpanzee Sanctuary Northwest. So welcome, Diana Goodrich. I am so excited to find out about Chimpanzee Sanctuary Northwest. I had no idea we had such a thing here. Yes, we have been established since 2003 and the first group of chimps arrived in 2008. And you are the executive director? Co-executive director, right. And how long have you been with the program? Since the beginning of when the chimps arrived. So I was here about a month before the first group arrived. So can you tell us how this all evolved? Our founder, Keith LaChapelle, lived in Seattle and he 
was working for a biotech firm that got bought out by another firm and he got a little severance package and was kind of looking for something for his legacy. And he learned about chimpanzees who needed rescuing from the biomedical industry. So he decided to start a sanctuary, mostly with the help of just volunteers and people in the local community. And I came along with the other co-director right now who was my partner and is now my husband, a friend of ours. And we had experience working with chimps because we went to Central Washington University and worked with the chimps who had been taught sign language. So we're connected to them, but not the same. This is something that people would have an interest in, but would not even occur to them, maybe in the Pacific Northwest, that there would be an opportunity to donate or volunteer. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And it's really interesting because I think a lot of us who find ourselves in this kind of strange niche industry have had like this lifelong interest in non-human primates. And so it's really neat to connect to other people and to find other people who didn't know that we existed. (laughs) So do you have volunteers there? You know, we normally do with the pandemic. We had pretty much cut our volunteer program down to just a few people. So the cats are volunteering. (laughs) Yeah. We have an elderly (laughs) office cat. (laughs) So do you have chimpanzees there now? Um, Yeah. So uh, we have 16 chimpanzees now. Six arrived just last year in 2021 from a closed down (laughs) facility in California. So they're right now in three groups. And we also care for four cattle on the property. This is Lulu. Hi, Lulu. (laughs) So when you came to work there, do you continue, like you said, you had done work with sign language with the uh, chimpanzees? Are you doing that kind of work? We don't use sign language with the chimps who are here now. They weren't raised with it, so they're not really familiar with it. There is one chimp who's particularly communicative, and we kind of use gestures with her, but not official sign language. And do you have hours where people, I know it's COVID, but on a in a, in a regular world where people could come visit? We're not open to the public, but um, we do, we have in the past before the pandemic had days during the summer where donors could pre-register and come out. And we're trying to figure that out now. We've done some virtual events that have been fun because we take safety really seriously. And so even when donors come out, they're not, they can't be really close to the chimps. So the virtual visits are sort of a different opportunity because we have our phones and we can kind of get right up to the fencing with the chimps. And it's almost a more intimate visit than being here in person in some ways. What does a typical day look like for you? For me, it's mostly office time, hanging out with the cat in the office. (laughs) Um, So we have a staff of eight now. The mornings are all cleaning and giving the chimps breakfast. So they have an all fruit breakfast, which is their favorite meal a day. It includes a smoothie, (laughs) which pretty much everyone loves. And it's just a lot of cleaning and shifting chimps so that we can safely access areas. Then they get lunch and we have a daily blog that we contribute towards. So people from all over the world can check in to see how things are going. And people have their favorite chimps that they keep up to date on. And we post videos and photos and just written stories about them every day. And what is your website? It is chimpsnw.org. I love the idea that 
the virtual. You just took some chimps in. Is this where they will live out the rest of their life? Yeah. Our goal is just to give them the best captive life possible. And, you know, we don't really, especially getting to know chimps on a personal level, we don't really think chimps belong in captivity at all, but they are. And there's no way that you can take captive chimps and put them back into the wild. And so we're just trying to give them the best life possible with the circumstances that they're under. Right now, we're actually expanding to build two large outdoor habitats for the chimps who came last year. So that's our big focus this summer. So Give Big 2022 is a great opportunity for people to give and support that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I know most people realize that costs have gone way up in the last year. So we had an estimate for one of the outdoor areas that is almost double now, um, just because construction costs and labor is more expensive. So give big, we're hoping for big things. Do you happen to have a favorite chimp? I can't possibly have a favorite. I really love them all. And they are all so incredibly unique and have different personalities. You know, I relate to, to the chimps on different levels, you know, depending on their personalities. I think I have a pretty good relationship with the chimp that we call the boss of the group, her name is Jamie. So she's the boss of the initial group of seven that came and she's just very strong-willed, very communicative, knows exactly what she wants and insists on getting it. (laughs) So I appreciate her a lot. So you don't use sign language, but do they understand verbal? They do, yes. And actually the chimps who came in 2019 and then the group that came last year grew up in California with caregivers who spoke Spanish. So they also know Spanish. And luckily we have a veterinary assistant now who is from Puerto Rico. So she speaks to them in Spanish. I love that. What is it that you want people to know about what you do? I mean, I think I have an amazing job and (laughs) I actually live with my husband on the property and it's just beautiful. Cleom is a gorgeous area. And I think just getting to know the chimps as individuals kind of broadens your experience of non-human primates and thinking about how they have lived. And it's really heartening for us because we get to tell like the happy stories of their lives. You know, all the bad stuff is kind of behind them. First group of chimps came in 2008 and they were from a biomedical facility. And there was a lot of chimp research that happened in the 80s. And so a lot of chimps were bred during that time for HIV research. They weren't able to develop AIDS. So they didn't turn out to be a good model for that research. So it was very tragic. There were a lot of chimps who just were in these laboratories. They weren't being used, so they weren't really contributing to medical progress, and they were just being warehoused. Like I said before, I don't really think chimps belong in captivity at all, but you know, particularly in laboratories, it's a bleak existence for them. So there's still a lot of chimps that are not being used actively in research, but are being housed in laboratories. And so that's the place where most chimps came from, but they've also been used in entertainment over the years. I'm sure people who have seen them in movies and television commercials and And then pets, it's a very small population of chimps who were in people's homes, more so in the 80s and early 90s. And now people understand that they just really don't belong in homes at all. You know, after about four years old, they're stronger than an adult male human and not easy to control. Are you wanting to expand so you can take on more if necessary? We're trying to figure that out at this point. Our building is at capacity at 16, and we just did a big expansion and are expanding our outdoor 
facilities. So if we were to take in more chimps, we would have to build somewhere else on the property. We do want to be able to help smaller primates someday. So there are a lot of monkeys that are still being used in biomedical research, and we'd love to be able to to help them too. What's the lifespan of a chimpanzee? There was a study done now probably more than a decade ago of captive chimps, and the median life expectancy was about mid-30s. So that means, you know, half the chimps died before then and half lived after. And our groups are older. Our oldest is, she's going to be turning 49 in June. That's when we celebrate her birthday. And the youngest, I believe, is 30. You do a blog about them. Is that the What's Happening Yes. And so then also you can meet the family and and see each one individually in a bio Mm -hmm. on them. It really looks like they have great personalities. Even that cow, honey, looks like (laughs) (laughs) personality. Is it Lulu, the cat? Does Lulu Mm -hmm. ever go in with them? They're separated. They never have physical contact. The cows, their pasture is kind of next to the, their summer pasture is next to the outdoor habitat. So they see each other. I see you have morning cardio with, is it Sai? Yes. So it sounds like you do some fun things to to let people see what they're all about. Yeah. It's very fun for us to be able to share their personalities and the daily activities with people. And you can sign up for a newsletter. So is that a monthly newsletter? Yeah, it's about once a month. And you can actually subscribe to our blog too, which is every day. So you get a little reminder when we publish the blog. Give Big is already underway, but the two big days are the fourth and fifth, right? Right. One thing I really like to encourage people to do is if you love this, be a peer donor and create the profile that Give Big 2022 allows you to uh, do and share on your Facebook page or your social media, because then that enhances what your donors who already are probably going to donate. But to spread the awareness and get more people involved in even just knowing what you do. Yes. I mean, we have benefited probably from just word of mouth more than anything else through social media and just people talking to their friends, because it's like you were saying, you never know what like individual interests people have. And if somebody posts something about chimpanzees on their Facebook page, and then there's other people who are like, oh my gosh, I've always loved primates, or I had no idea this existed. That's really how most people find out about us. Give Big is a way for us to kind of understand more about things that we just don't know about. I love the idea that then we can share that enthusiasm with all the people that we follow and they might just get on your webpage and fall in love with all these little profiles and they can't necessarily come visit and they are living out their best life. But how wonderful to know that this work is being done because you are filling in a gap. Maybe who knows what would have happened had this organization not come along. Yeah, it's so true. I get to work with a lot of the donors and uplifting for me just to be able to provide a little bit of joy in people's lives as they follow the chimps that they've fallen in love with. So are you the one that writes the blog every day? You know, every staff person who works with us writes the blog. So we take turns because it's a it's a pretty big job to keep it up every day. And everyone has a little different perspective on things, which I think makes it interesting and, and fresh every day. So any last words before we sign off? With the outdoor habitats, we have a big two acre electric fence enclosure that the initial group has. So that's what we're trying to provide for the new chimps. And they have never had access to anything like that. They've never walked on grass. So it's very, very exciting what we're trying to do for them. So this is like a hope and a dream for you, for them. Exactly. The thing I love about Give Big 
is when I was talking with Nancy Long, is she said, everybody can give a little and it turns into give big. And I feel like this could be for somebody who's listening, who has kids in school that might be interested or who have done a little bit of study. It can be a great way to get educated and to realize there's something local and to make that connection. And I know kids love to fundraise. I mean, we see it with lemonade stands. And so I think it would be such a great opportunity for somebody listening, if they have kids or if they're a youth pastor or teacher or work in a school, to make them aware of the Give Big 2022. And not only that this chimpanzee sanctuary Northwest is there, but whatever else they may be interested in. And that it's so important for us to give because when we give, we feel better. Also, we have some buy-in. Like, we may not be able to go there, but like, you know that chimpanzee sanctuary? I helped build that new place for them to be outside. Exactly. It gives us a sense of pride. And so I really hope you will get above and beyond the money (laughs) you're hoping for to make this happen. I imagine that maybe there's some toys that would be involved like the hardest part really of taking care of chimpanzees is just keeping them active and mentally alert and because they're really smart. So it takes what, a lot to keep them mentally alert. What kind of things do you do? Well, you know, they all have individual preferences. So Jamie, who I mentioned before, she actually loves cowboy boots. Not sure why. <laughs> so we make sure that she has cowboy boots. She likes us to wear them and walk around outside her enclosure as she walks on the inside. We have a chimpanzee here named Foxy who loves troll dolls and little strawberry shortcake figurines. Sai, one of the newer chimps, loves magazines, mostly like gossip magazines, like People and Us Weekly. (laughs) (laughs) And we do food puzzles with them. We try to give them ways that they have to engage to to get to food. But it's really very individual, you know, getting to know each, each person. You know, we call them people and what they like to do and what interests them, basically. I love it that you look at it as a challenge rather than, hey, you're good. We saved you. (laughs) Thanks so much for this opportunity to talk to you. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. If you would like to donate to Give Big 2022, go to wagives.org. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference.